How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast, where we're helping men lead their family well. On this episode, we're talking about the times where we feel like grumpy old dads, what God says about it, what does scripture say about it, and how we can stop being grumpy old dads and husbands. So the other day, Layla and I are driving in the car, we're running some errands with the kids, and uh, I don't know, man, I just felt like I was in one of those moods. I don't know if I was tired or what, but yeah, I, I was like mad that somebody was driving so fast in a like in our neighborhood you know how we've always got kids playing in the neighborhood and somebody flies down our street at 100 miles per hour and I just like want to throw a brick through their window <laughs> uh, and then we were driving we, I don't, we went like got some groceries and then uh, there was like a biker in our lane like not using the bike lane and uh, in Portland man we've got a lot of bikers uh, not like bikers like biker gang bikers but like bicycle bikers and uh I don't know why it just upsets me so much when they're on the road uh, and we have to like pause for these bikes to do what they need to do. I, I don't know. Anyway, I got deeper issues there, but any, I got like mad at this biker and then I don't know. I, I like snapped at the kids for something and uh, Layla kind of jokingly says, you're kind of a grumpy old man today, huh? And uh, I didn't get mad. She wasn't like trying to pick a fight or anything. She she said it really jokingly as she like rubbed my back, but just kind of a way of saying like, "Man, you've uh, you've made quite a few comments today, and it uh, seems like you've got a short fuse." Uh, was kind of the message I was taking, and and I didn't realize like I was being so grumpy. I didn't realize that everything was like setting me off, like the biker in outside of the bike lane and the person driving down the road fast and our kids in the back seat and what whatever else was making me upset that day. I didn't realize like I was kind of being so short fused. And I started to think like, how come sometimes, sometimes as a dad, I feel like I have, I'm the most patient guy in the world. Uh, like I can just hang for a long time. My kids can do stuff. They can get rowdy. Uh, and I just like, I, I've got a long, long fuse and I'm super slow to anger. And then there are other times <laughs> Uh, where just like the smallest thing set me off. And I, and I just spend the whole day feeling like I'm like trying to discipline my kids and I'm like uh, frustrated with them. And I'm kind of short with my wife and I'm mad at the world. And the truth is, I, I was as I was thinking about this later that day, like my kids for the most part are the same. Pre- they're pretty consistent every day <laughs> in being children, right? Like uh, they're, they're not obviously they're kids and they're growing and their personalities are changing. But what I mean is like, there's no huge changes on their part. So how come sometimes I'm the most patient guy in the world and I can just put up with whatever they're doing and I can, I can engage with them. I can like discipline them through a uh, good conversation, discipline their heart rather than their behavior. And then there's other times where I'm just like, you know, I want to like give them a spanking. And I'm sending them to timeout and uh, I'm just frustrated at them and everything they're doing is like bothering me. And I'm just like, like, like I said earlier, like just mad at the world. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're changing. <laughs> so it's obviously got to be something in me and in my heart and, uh, in my life. So, uh, I don't know, man, something in me just like, as, as she said that that day, I was just really like, oh man, uh, I need to like check my heart here and feel, figure out what's going on. Because I am kind of a grumpy old dad, and I am—I I do feel like a grumpy old man. Uh, at the same time, as as you know, I'm kind of processing this 
during the week, I'm still reading through the Bible in a year. Layla and I are coming up to the finishing out reading the whole Bible in a year together. It's the first time we've ever done that. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's really helped us in our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with each other and Jesus, uh, not having like these two independent relationships with Christ, but together trying to follow Christ and figure out who this God of the Bible is. And uh, so we've been reading the Bible together all year. And uh, so we, we just got out of the Old Testament, jumped into the New Testament this week, and I'm reading through Matthew 7, and this is what Jesus says in Matthew 7, uh, verse 5. He says, Beware of false prophets who come in, uh, come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Verse 16, You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. But the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Now, in context, he's talking about false prophets. But as I heard Jesus say this, uh, I was reminded how all throughout Scripture, uh, this idea of like trees bearing fruit is actually really common uh, analogy used in the scripture. And I immediately was convicted as I hear Jesus, as I'm reading through the, the Bible in a year, I get to Matthew 7 and I hear Jesus talk about trees bearing good fruit. And I'm like, man, this is convicting because I remembered uh, in Galatians 5, 22, which says, but the fruit of the spirit, again, he's talking about fruit, uh, a lot of fruits talk in the scriptures. He says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. But if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. Uh, and so I'm like, man, uh, I definitely, <laughs> uh, if I'm thinking about the fruit and a tree bearing good fruit, and I'm thinking about the fruits of the Spirit, my life is not reflecting these kinds of fruits. Man, I don't think you would look at my life in this season and look like, man, I'm just kind of radiating. The fruits that are coming off of the vine or of the tree are love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Uh, listen to what some of the scriptures say about losing your temper or being short-tempered or kind of being impatient. Listen to this. Uh, in Proverbs 29, 11 says, A fool gives vent to a spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. James 1.20 says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Proverbs 14.29 says, Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly or foolishness. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil, which is interesting. He's talking about anger opening up an opportunity for the devil. And Ecclesiastes 7 says, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry. For anger lodges in the bosom of fools. 
uh, as I as I was reading through these scriptures, Jesus in Matthew seven talking about good trees that bear good fruit, as I remembered the fruits of the Spirit from Galatians, as I read these verses throughout Scripture that talk about being quick-tempered, I definitely resonated a lot more with the first, I'm sorry, with the second set of verses than I did the first. Um, I just feel like I've been a grumpy old man, and I'm I'm thinking about how I've been more quick-tempered, short-fused than I have been patient and kind and long-suffering. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking at my life and I'm immediately feeling like convicted, man. Uh, and so uh, I did what any millennial does. I go on social media <laughs> to talk about what I'm feeling, um, which is always kind of weird. But anyway, I, I asked, obviously we're part of a, we're, we have this dad tired community. You're part of it. If you're listening to this and you've been following, you're, you're most likely part of this dad tired community. So I'm always interested to see like, am I alone in this? Uh, am I, what am I feeling here? Can, misery loves company. Is there somebody else that can resonate with this? So I just put on, I put in the closed dad tired group, uh, which if you're not part of that, you can go to dadtired.com, click community, and it will link you over to this closed group that we have. So I asked this closed group of guys, there's about 7,000 guys from around the world in there who are trying to fall in love with Jesus and help their families do the same. I asked them, I said, you know, I just feel like a grumpy old man. Am I alone in this? Like, is anyone else feeling this? And just tons of guys in there like, man, thank you for saying it. I also feel like I've been a grumpy old man lately. I've been a grumpy old dad and husband. I've been short with my wife and short with my kids. Uh, I asked it on Instagram. I asked a bunch of uh, the you guys who are following over on Instagram uh, you know, is anyone else feeling this? And uh, it's so weird that in 2018, like when you're trying to like talk to people, you put like a poll on Instagram. That's so bizarre, but also kind of cool. And anyway, so I put that on Instagram and just a bunch of people are like, I definitely feel a bunch of wives even said like, I'm, I'm not a man, but I feel grumpy, like a grumpy old mom. And, uh, and I'm just like, man, what the hell? Like what's happening? What's happening within us that we all feel grumpy, that we all feel like uh, we're just short-tempered and short-fused. Uh, and so whenever I, whenever I feel something like this and whenever people like my wife or my kids take notice and Layla says something, like she verbally says, hey, you, it seems like you're a grumpy old man. What that says to me, like the analogy I get in my head is that there's a, there's a light that's just come up on your dash. So imagine you're driving down the freeway and you look down and all of a sudden there's a light indicating that it's like flashing and it's indicating something's going wrong under the hood. Um, that's what this does for me when I hear like my wife say something or, or there's something in my spirit that pops up or I'm in a situation or I get angry at something. All that is to me is like a a light that flashes on the dashboard that says, Hey, something deeper is happening under the hood. And there's two things that can happen when that, when that happens, when you, when you see that light go off on the dash and you recognize, okay, something's wrong here. You can do one of two things. You can either ignore it completely. <laughs> just be like, uh, I'm just going to like act like that didn't just pop up. Uh, I'm just going to keep driving and uh, we'll see what happens. And most likely that will end up uh, if you let it go long enough because it's flashing. It's telling you like, hey, something's not right. Something's not right. You could fix it now before the car breaks down. Uh, or if you don't, like the car is going to break down. And that's typically what happens if we ignore it. If we ignore the flashing light on the dash, then uh, the car eventually will break down. Something bad is going to happen. Or we can pull over and uh, pop open the hood and see like what the heck's going on under here. And let's try to figure out what's going on before the problem gets worse uh, or be- before the car completely breaks down. And you've, you've heard me say this a million times, like 
Uh, anger is never the first emotion. Uh, when you feel angry, when I feel angry, when like when we're feeling this this uh, short fuse and quick tempered and grumpy old man, and we're kind of lashing out either in short way or short uh, in short ways or uh, small ways or in big ways. Uh, regardless, it, it, anger is never the first emotion. There's always something deeper happening underneath our anger, and so we always have to ask ourselves, like, what what's actually happening? What's really going on? And the truth is, most of us don't want to pull over and look under the hood uh, because we're afraid of what we'll find. Um, and so most of us, like when we when we're driving and we see that that dash, like something the the light pop up on our dash indicating something's wrong under a hood, most of us would rather ignore it because if we actually do pull over and we pop open the hood, we may find something in there that's broken and that we can't afford to fix. Um, whenever I have car troubles, like whenever a, a, a tire pops or something goes wrong in my car, uh, I always immediately think like, man, this is the worst possible time for something to go wrong. I don't have the money. We have to pay for this right now. Uh, I just paid for this or whatever. Like I don't, my emergency funds out, like uh, it just immediately feels like this couldn't be a worse time for something to go wrong. And I think for many of us, uh, when we think about that light kind of flashing on the dashboard of our life and we're like, man, something's going wrong under our hood, like in our spirit and in our gut, we think this is like the worst possible time to like try to pull over and deal with something because we're busy. We're like working. The kids are in school. We've got sports and birthday parties and activities and like we're, it's just really chaotic. And the last thing we want to do is pull to the side of the road to stop the momentum, to like take time out of our life, to lift up a hood and address the problem, mainly because we feel like I don't have the money or the capacity uh, to fix this if it were a car issue. But for us in our souls, we feel like, man, I, I don't know if I have the time to deal with what's actually going on under the hood of my life. I don't know if I have the emotional energy. I don't know if I have the strength to deal with what's actually broken under there. And so for most of us, we think, you know what, I'm just going to see how long I can ride this out uh, because I don't actually want to deal with what's really going on under there. So here, here's the good news. Uh, Jesus is going to front the bill. Uh, when you pull over and you open up the hood, like Jesus will front the bill on that. Uh, you're going to probably find something broken, uh, but you have good insurance, bro. And uh, it's covered in full. It's paid for in full. And we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but for now, just know like you can have the courage to pull over and to look under the hood because no matter what you find, man, no matter when you open up that hood and no matter what you find, no matter how broken it is, it's fixable. Like Jesus can handle it. He has handled it. Uh, he's not surprised by what's broken under there. And he'll front the bill. Once I recognized that something was going on, uh, I wanted to like live out what I always preach and uh, to take the time to say, all right, I'm going to pull over and I'm going to open up the hood, see what's going on. And I just wanted to spend some time alone and ask God, like, all right, God, reveal to me what I can't see in myself. I know my heart's deceitful. I know that it's hard for me to see myself objectively. Uh, so reveal in me 
what's actually going on under here? Why am I so quick tempered? Why am I so short with my kids? How come they're not really changing? But sometimes uh, it seems like I'm changing. One day I'm super patient with them. And, and the next day I'm, I'm mad at everything they're doing. Like God revealing me what's actually going on. Here are the two things that I feel like are the main contributing factors to me being a grumpy old man. <laughs> uh, here, here are the two things. The first thing is, I think there's some internal stressors. Uh, these are things going on, not just around my life, but inside of me. All right. And here's what I think might be happening for you. If you feel, if you can resonate with that, if you feel like, man, I feel like I'm a grumpy old man, maybe this might resonate with you. There might be two things going on. The first one would be these internal stressors. And these would be things like shame from your past. Uh, you're feeling just like defeated from your current sins that you're entangled in. Uh, maybe you just feel like hung up in sin. You can't get over it. And you're so, maybe you're feeling shame from that or defeat from that. Maybe it's sin that just needs to be confessed. Or maybe you're feeling not adequate at work. You're not doing a very good job at work. And you just feel like these internal stressors of feeling like, man, do I have what it takes? What am I doing with my life? Uh, I don't feel like I'm doing a very good job as a man. Or maybe it's stress about feeling just competent as the provider of your home. Maybe you're, that's those same questions like, what am I doing with my life? I'm not happy at work. I'm not happy in my job. I don't feel like I'm providing well for my family or I feel stress about having to provide for my family. Uh, so these are like internal stressors. That would be the first thing that's, that maybe is happening, contributing to this, this like grumpy old man feeling, these internal stressors. The, the second thing that you might be feeling are external stressors, right? And these would be things like your schedule your marriage, even something as simple as like your house being too cluttered. Like you just got, you walk in, you have a, your, your brain feels cluttered. You have a stressful day at work. You come home, your house feels cluttered. It's like messy and like everything just feels disorganized. Not just like your stuff, but your life, your schedule, your home, like everything just feels out of control and chaotic. Maybe it's debt, like debt starting to like cripple you and money financial uh, finances and things like that are like these are external things things outside of you and and you're like stressing out about them all the time so here's what I try to do I try to list out all of the things both internal and external stressors that are like all right here are the things that are just like let's just put them on paper God has gifted us as men we're pretty good problem solvers um, women are amazing problem solvers too I shouldn't say just men uh, but we love men love to solve problems we don't just like to uh, t- generally just kind of like dwell on them like we want to say all right here's the problem what do I need to do to fix it for better or worse many men can be like that so um, what I try to do is just list them out and try to say all right what here are the problems here are the internal things that are that are stressing me out and here are the external things that are stressing me out and what needs to change? Like, where do I need to repent? Where do I need to ask for forgiveness? Uh, where do I need to have a conversation with my wife? Uh, one of the external stressors could be uh, your marriage, uh, both internal and external. You could be holding some bitterness towards your wife. You, maybe your marriage, you guys haven't had a good a date night or a conversation. That would be an external stressor. And, and then it contributes to an internal stressor, which is you start to feel bitter towards your wife. So uh, maybe just like Maybe you need to have a hard conversation with your wife. Where where do you need to cut back in your schedule? And what I realized as I kind of listed these things out is I realized some of the biggest stressors, some of the things that are like underlying beneath that anger, beneath that grumpy old man feeling, some of the the biggest stressors can be eliminated by by little things, like things as simple as just repenting from sin, um, starting to declutter your life, 
saying no more. Like, I know this sounds silly, but man, sometimes I just like, all right, I, I list those things out. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, like I'm, I'm feeling stressed because I'm feeling like shame from this. And I just need to like confess that sin or I just need to come before God and repent and say like, God, I'm sorry that I've been trying to be the God of my own life. And, and I just need to repent to you and like turn away from that. Um, some of it's just like you need to ask for forgiveness, but maybe you're holding on to something and it's contributing to this underlying um, stress constantly. And you just need to ask for forgiveness and like move on and experience the forgiveness of God or maybe from your wife or from somebody else, a friend. And just like move on from that. Get out of get it taken care of. Uh, if you need to have a conversation with your wife or maybe you guys haven't had a date night in a while, maybe there's this underlying stress of like your your marriage feels kind of out of whack and it, it's starting to feel bigger than it may actually be. And something as simple as just like having a conversation like, hey, baby, I, babe, I feel like disconnected from you and I don't want to. I want to feel connected with you. Uh, so let's just take a date and like reconnect because I miss you. Something as simple as that like can take what feels really big and just like have a simple solution. Just like, dude. Go on a date with your wife, like reconnect with her, um, pursue her again and allow her to pursue you and fall back in love this week. You know, it's like just little stuff that doesn't need to feel as big as it actually is. Maybe it's something that I do this all the time. It's your your life, like the external stressors of your schedule. You just need to like have a, uh, a session where you're auditing your life and figuring out, dude, what are we doing? Like, why are we going to school and working and doing 14 extracurricular activities and then trying to jam pack all this other stuff. Like what do we just need to say no to for this season of life? Like maybe the kids don't need to play sports this fall or maybe we don't need to do these 15 extra things. Like what can we let sit down with your wife, write out everything that you're doing on the calendar and just start scratching stuff off. Cause likely for a lot of people, just the external stress of doing too much uh, is causing the stress and then you end up like yelling at your kids because your schedule's too busy right like they're suffering uh you know they're you're getting mad at them for something that's as simple as like dude you're just you guys are all doing too much like you just need to slow down and take time to rest and just like be together and be with the lord and like have some shalom some peace within your house you you've overdone it on your schedule uh and for me you've heard me talk about this before in years past but i'm a big fan of like I want my, my heart to be decluttered and not chaotic. I want my mind to be not chaotic. And I want my home to be not chaotic and de- or, and all cluttered. Uh, and so uh, th- there are often times where I will go literally room by room. Uh, I do this on a monthly basis. And I'm just like, what doesn't need to be here? Um, what's causing more clutter that's just adding to my stress. Like if every day I'm walking in and I have to like step over 50 toys that never get played with because my kids dumped out their toy bucket to look for the one toy that they play with, like let's donate some toys uh, or let's donate some clothes or some stuff. Like let's pare down the stuff that we have. We don't need so much stuff. Um, so anyway, the, you'll have to do this for yourself. You'll have to sit down and kind of list out those things. I would put them in, I would write internal and I would write external on the line, list them out. Maybe do this with your wife. If you feel comfortable doing it with her, I encourage you to do it with her, uh, put internal stressors, external stressors, and just do an audit of your life. And mainly what you're doing there is you're trying to be a mechanic. You're opening up the hood and you're trying to figure out, all right, what is it? underneath the hood that's actually contributing to the stress what are some little tweaks we can make that will eliminate some of the stress so that i'm not like yelling at my kids all the time and taking out my frustration and my underlying stress on them because of little things that i haven't tweaked yet 
Listen to what Proverbs 1 says. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the scriptures. And on his law, the scriptures, the Bible, he meditates day and night. He, this man, is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Man, bro, if you feel like your leaves are withered, like your soul is dried up, uh, man, then I'd invite you to just uproot your dead tree and come plant it near living water. I want to be like that man who just delights in the Lord, who meditates on the scriptures, on the good things of God daily, constantly. I want to be like a tree planted near living water that's not like bickering and mad and bitter and short-tempered and quick-tempered and short-fused with my kids and with my wife and with the world. But I want to be a tree planted near the living water that's producing good fruit, the fruits of the Spirit. Um, and so, man, I'd ask you, like, where is your tree currently planted? Like, where are you planted right now, man? And what's feeding you? What, what, what's watering that tree? What are you surrounding yourself with? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What, what, kinds of, what kind of water, what kind of soil, what kind of things are you putting all around that tree to give it life? Uh, and there's probably lots of stuff that you're contributing, whether it's uh, part of your schedule, whether it's addictions to stuff, whether it's just like the kind of music you're listening to or the movies you're watching or the friends you're hanging out with. And I know these things sound petty, but it's just like it's the kind of water or lack thereof that's watering the tree, and eventually the tree is going to die up. Uh, and I think Jesus would say, man, uproot your tree, dude. Like pull the tree out and come plant it near living water. That you have life. That your wife and kids and the people around you don't have to suffer because you can come near to God where there's living water. Come near to Jesus. Because the truth is he wants nothing more than to be the water that satisfies your soul, man. Repent of your sin. Confess your sins to each other. Start reading the scriptures. If you don't know where to start, start in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or start in the Proverbs. Just read a proverb a day, a chapter a day from the New Testament. Uh, have the courage, dude, to just like look under the hood. Because uh, God, God doesn't love you based on what's broken under there. That's the good news. You can pull over and you can look under the hood and it might be jacked up. But the good news is God's not basing his love on what you're going to find under that hood. In fact, he said he'll fix it if you have the courage to humble yourself and come before him. Uh, just don't get to the point, man, where you get in, in your life where you're like ignoring that flashing light on your dash and eventually the car breaks down and you find yourself failing at work. You find yourself yelling at your kids, bitter towards your wife constantly short-tempered with everyone that you love around you pull over bro pull over man
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Dad Tired Podcast. If it was helpful for you, would you take a minute just to leave a review? It helps get this podcast in front of more people so we can have more guys falling in love with Jesus and leading their families well. Don't forget, we have a cruise coming up in March 2020. You can sign up for that by going to dadtire.com, clicking the cruise button. We'd also love to have you come be part of our community. Go to dadtire.com, click the community tab. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your week.